Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment, and they're now offering a free seven-day trial at tryfight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over a 1,000 hours of live action every year, and a library of more than 4,000 hours on demand, plus exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Fight is a great partner of ours. They support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a shot, and you'll be a member for life. That's tryfight.com. T-R-Y-F-I-T-E dot com. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back with another episode of The Snake Pit. And, of course, we're joined by the Hall of Famer, pop culture icon, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, you're fresh back from Las Vegas. How you doing? Man, I killed it. And I had the best week of my life, thanks to my lovely wife. Uh, She told me, she said, I'm going to give you a vacation week. So she took me to Vegas. Uh, We went and seen Michael Jackson's One, uh, put on by uh, Circus Soleil. Hell yeah. Then uh, the next night we went and seen Santana. And uh, she got us premium seats, man, about $1,000 each. Damn. Uh, had her own table. They brought us champagne, which she drank. I didn't. But uh, we did that. And then we went and seen the Grand Canyon. And uh, then we gambled, and uh, I won. What about four grand? So uh, it was a great week, man. Man, you can't do much better than that for a birthday. And seeing Carlos Santana live, come on. Yeah, man. I was a little disappointed he didn't play Black Magic Woman. Oh. Did not play any of his old hits. That's weird. He just played his new stuff, which all you got to do is look at him with the guitar, man. If that don't do it for you, you can't be done. Because he's a magician. Dude. He's a un- true magician. Arguably the greatest guitarist of all time. And yeah. man, you sound it sounds like you got some fantastic seats to go and see him live. Oh, he did, man. And he he rolled that thing up too, man. He, he punished the guitar, and it was unbelievable. Man. Well, it sucks he didn't play the hits, but you know, he's been doing it for what, like 40, 50 years? It's yeah. after a while, he's gotta be like, fuck this song. Yeah, it probably hates his fucking song, right? Black magic <laughs> bitch. 
Oh, man. Well, it's awesome. And I'll tell you what, man, we've got an awesome episode ahead of us here today. We're doing oh, yeah. your favorites. It's Ask Jake Anything. And, uh, man, as usual, oh, we put it, it out there, and our listeners absolutely brought it. You ready to do this thing? Mm. Oh, he's got his coffee. For sure. Go. For sure. <laughs> All right. Let's jump in, Jake. First up, we've got Instagram, a wrestling historian, and he asks, were you supposed to have more appearances in ECW or TNA? No. So what you did was just it. That was it, man. It was one-offs. Well, I'll tell you this. We are going to be covering uh, ECW and TNA down the road, but ECW for sure this year we're going to be talking about because, uh, man, it's that's, uh, again, another one of your uh, your appearances that people still refer to today. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't asked or uh, I didn't ask. And that was it. Well, it's uh, it's going to be fun to cover it. I'll get the video. We'll watch it. So stay tuned, listeners. Sure. Uh, next up, we've got Tom Anderson, who asks, if you had the choice to choose your gimmick rather than being given one, what would it be? So I think that's interesting, Jake. I know you probably would have preferred to just bring your Mid-South type gimmick into the WWF. But if Vince said to you, hey, I I want you to choose a gimmick, you need to choose a strong gimmick, what, what would you go for? I'd have went with the snake. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I knew I knew that gimmick would get over just crazy good. You know, taking a snake to the ring. I knew that would be money in the bank. And when Watts did not want to do it, I knew it was going to be a great gimmick. Because <laughs> you know, that stupid piece of fucking shit. There, I got my bill out. Uh, you love Bill Watts. Come on. Yeah, to death. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you, we may have discussed this before, but I'm, I'm not remembering it. Uh, you pitched bringing a snake to the ring in Mid-South? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to fight Humongous, who had the hockey mask. Okay. You know, and they were wanting me to come up with some idea that would even the score out a little bit, you know, because he was just, man, he had me making my head look like sausage. He just headbutt me and the juice would fly, man. You know, that shit goes. Did oh, that's great, man. People have gotten with it. Yeah, fuck you. My head feels like shit. <laughs> I feel like I remember seeing an image of you wearing the hockey mask at one point. Is that yeah. was that a thing? Yeah, that's what Bill Watts came back with. When he yeah. said the snake idea was stupid. So he's it's like, that's stupid. Carnival. Let's this put you in a, you mask. a hockey mask. <laughs> oh, that's original, Bill. Way to think that out. <laughs> fuck. Uh, maybe we should get him on here as a guest. What do you think, Jake? Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, it's, no, no. Hey, you tear him a new asshole. Oh, God. <laughs> well, uh, next up, Jake, uh, something that you and I haven't really had a chance to discuss yet. It's uh, Jonathan Jablonski asks, what do you remember about the now late and great superstar Billy Graham? Oh, man. I was never around Billy until, uh, well, late, late in the... Uh, WWE just just a few times and I'd meet him. Well, once he moved out to Phoenix and got involved in the church, uh, I I came out and did a couple of shows with him. You know, uh, we did a play. It was his life story, mm. and uh, I played his part. Oh no way! Yeah, and uh, it was really a, a moving play. We did it twice. We did it once in front of 10,000 people at uh, Phoenix. And then we did it again in L.A. at the base of uh, Queen Mary Hospital, 
which had been turned into a uh, a refuge for drug addicts and and alcoholics and and hookers. Mm. And it was so amazing the number of people that came to Christ that night, you know, and, and turned over to leaf. It just uh, it was wild as shit, man. And we had demons rappelling down the side of that hospital, you know. Wow. It was spooky as hell, man. <laughs> Satan's coming for you, brother. You know, and uh, it was just really, really wild. And we developed a little bit of a friendship and uh, just a class act, man. Just a class act of a gentleman. Uh, so good to my wife and I. And uh, I hate that he's gone, man. You know? Yeah, I mean, what a terrible loss to uh, the wrestling world, Billy Graham. I mean, such an icon, inspired so, yeah. so many people. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, were you a fan of his as you were kind of coming up in the business? Sure, sure, man. He, he was he was hot, man. He was the first muscle head, you know. Yeah. So uh, it was a real big change in wrestling to, to see this guy that's got these huge arms and body and it's like, holy cow, man. <laughs> I remember seeing him in Houston, Texas, man, and uh, working for Paul Bosch, and I was just blown away by the reaction that he got by doing nothing, just moving his body, you know? Man. I'm like, holy shit, man. Nobody's taking bumps or nothing, you know? <laughs> He's doing this strong man thing, and uh, that's that's enough. Man, the simple psychology, the the awesome promos that he would do, oh, yeah. they were really kind of like poetic. Uh, I remember seeing a photo of him like lifting weights, and I'm, I'm, it's uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the background, and Schwarzenegger's got this look on his face like, damn, big big guy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just, just what an icon. Rest in peace to him. Um, and next up, Jake, we've got Peter D. Hi, Jake. Do you have any blackjack? You remember Peter D.? Uh, we we trash his name. Old. Oh, I, I just want to trash it again. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear you getting ready to it. I was like, we've already, we've already shit on this guy. He's going to take you. Out. <laughs> uh, he says, do you have any blackjack mulligan stories? Oh, boy, I've got one for you. Oh, lay it on us. Blackjack mulligan was wrestling Sergeant Slaughter in uh, Hampton, Virginia. And somehow they got outside the ring. And we're fighting and slaughter grabbed him by the hair and took him down on the barricade, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, back then they didn't have all metal barricades. They had the stanchion, which was an iron post. And then they had ropes in between. Oh boy. And Mulligan's head went down. And when he did that thing shoved into his mouth. Oh, it folded his teeth back. Oh, God. Just folded them back. His gum, his teeth were outside of his gum. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and his, his lip and everything were inside. And oh. the teeth are outside, but they're bent over. <laughs> and as he raises up, blood just goes everywhere. So Slaughter had rolled back in the ring, and he didn't see it. Oh, but Mulligan turns around and he's just screaming like a madman. I'll kill you. 
And he come in the ring, and man, he just reared back and kicked Slaughter like a football in the nuts. <laughs> Boom! One time. Boom! Come again with another one. Boom! Oh my Slaughter God. did not go down. Was he selling his nuts? He he was selling them, but he didn't go down, man. Oh my God! And then he he did something and got Mulligan down and settled him down, man. And they finished the match. Holy his teeth were shit. just fucking folded over, man. It was incredible. Dude. I know. I know. By the time he got to the locker room, everybody had left. Oh yeah, who wants to be around for that scene? I don't want to be. I don't want to get hit by a flying body part or anything, man. Hell know? no! Don't tell him what he's gonna do when he gets to the locker room. Holy shit! God Almighty! As you were saying that, I was like wincing. It was like giving me oh, pain. Oh man, it's unbelievable. And, you know, from everything I've heard, uh, everybody puts him over uh, Blackjack Mulligan as being just one of the toughest motherfuckers to ever Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good on Sergeant Slaughter for for being able to take him down. Yeah. Well, the other other story I have on him is uh, him and uh, Dick Murdoch were in business together out in Texas, West Texas. Mm -hmm. They were running that territory, and they brought Andre in, and they tried to screw Andre on his money. Oh boy. And Andre threatened him and then said, I'll see you in the bar. So they got together and they said, let's just go in there and whip that big son of a bitch's ass. (laughs) So they went in with the intention of beating his ass. Mulligan 350, you know, 350 pounds. Murdoch, a good solid 300. I think they'd stand a chance. They went in there and tried to jump Andre, and it didn't work out too well. Andre pitched one out through a plate glass window and then pitched another one out through the other plate glass window. <laughs> went outside. They were both laid out, on, laid out in the street. He hailed a taxi. Taxi got there, told him to open the trunk. He put them both in the trunk, shut the trunk, got in the back seat, take the hospital. Went to the hospital, got out of the taxi, opened the trunk. They were still knocked out, picked them both up by their belt loops and carried them inside. Told people in the hospital, fix my friends and send them back to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What the fuck are you going to do about that? Nothing. <laughs> you know, like and when you see Andre, at least for me, you know, I see him and it's like, you know, it seems like he has a hard time getting around a lot of the time and always very uncomfortable. Yeah. But man, it's like, that's just not a dude you want to piss with. No, no, <laughs> no. He moves slow, man, but he doesn't have to move slow. He can move when he wants to. I mean, if you can fuck up both Captain Redneck and uh, Wyndham. Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a badass dude. If you could whip either one of his ass, you're a man. More than a man. <laughs> yep. So two of them at once. Well, yeah. Well, that's about ten times a man. A bad day. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Rick Guzman. Jake, uh, who are your favorite wrestling commentators? Commentators. Oh, well, Gordon Soley. Ah. Love Gordon Soley, man. Just uh, his shtick was just so good, man. Oh man, he was fun to listen to, and I like JR's. Oh yeah, JR is great. 
Yeah, so those are my top two. Gordon Soley, when uh, we had special guest on here, Kevin Sullivan, and we were watching back some yeah. of your stuff, just his dry delivery on everything, just like, man, unparalleled. Uh-uh, no way, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Fun to watch. He's got him by the right patula. <laughs> The Abdomlawa <laughs> That's so. That's where uh, that's where Gorilla Monsoon got his shtick, saying oh, all the yeah. body parts and shit. Oh yeah. Uh, what about a color guy, Jake? Who's your favorite in that realm? Oh, I don't know, man. Waller. Uh, it'd have to be Heenan. Ah, uh, well, that's that you one's know, tough to beat. You can't hardly beat Heenan, man. He he was pretty quick with it. Yep. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Hey guys, Tony Schiavone. Need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling What Happened When listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On the latest edition of Monday Mailbag, Mike Kyoto shares road stories of hanging with Taker and BSK. Yeah, we did. We played Dominoes. We played Beale Street. Called Trump. Uh, it's a card game. Uh, gin. You know, we used to play gin card games with him. Uh, Domino's. I used to go back in the back of the bus for BSK, roll up a couple fatties for him. <laughs> and they'd let me smoke one or two and they'd say, okay, Kyle, you got to go back up. The Podfather sat down with Ad Free Shows members for a live edition of Ask Conrad, talking about the one thing that brings us all together. Uh, a guy who owns a trucking company in Vermont? How in the hell is he friends with a guy who does mortgages in Alabama? Wrestling brought us together. So when when we created this concept of ad-free shows, I had no idea that a pandemic was right around the corner, but it did become like this weird support group. Not like in a bad way, not in a tragic or trauma way, just in a, hey, it's a bunch of friends who can get together and bounce ideas and share their life with each other. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Uh, next up, we've got George McGaffin. Since it's Mental Health Awareness Month, I would love to hear Jake's advice for overcoming anxiety and a panic disorder. Obviously, prop, proper doctor care is already established. So, Jake, you know, obviously you have you've had your struggles when it comes yeah. to uh, substance. What about anxiety? Yeah. Marijuana. Marijuana. I would. I would okay. And, uh... And uh, I know back in the day, it calmed me down pretty, pretty good, you know, and uh, I don't mess with it much anymore. I might have a gummy or two here and there, but anxiety is real, man. I know I've I've suffered with it over the years and, uh, you know, just get tied up in the anger and shit and it just drive you nuts. And, uh, oh, you hyperventilate, you go through all the bullshit. And you can't get off of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's tough, man. It's real t- It's real deal, man. People say, oh, it's just anxiety. Don't worry. Just anxiety? You've never had it. If you right. say just anxiety, you've never had it. 
because it does hit you. It is real, and it'll maybe it'll cause you to have heart problems if you're not careful. No doubt about it. And, and yeah, to your point, a lot of people are like, well, just relax, just relax. It's like, okay. just, relax. <laughs> yeah, sure. just kiss my dick. That <laughs> <laughs> should get rid of it. <laughs> just such a ridiculous perspective. And to your point, Jake, it's uh, a lot of doctors now are prescribing medical marijuana yeah. for people Absolutely. with severe anxiety. So Absolutely it's like, are, man. there's certainly benefits to it. And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm with you. I, th- you know, a lot of people are like, I oh, know it's a drug. It's, it's, uh, it's medicine. It's not. A it is medicine, man. I think uh, the good Lord put everything here for a reason, and I think that's our answer to a lot of problems. I'll tell you this: I never got in a fight smoking marijuana. Right. But if I drink whiskey, I'm going to fight. No doubt you know, about it. I'm going to get in trouble. But and if I'm smoking weed, the only thing I fight over is a brownie. cookie (laughs) i've always thought it was amazing how people like vilify uh marijuana use but then they're you know some of them are heavy drinkers it's like man yeah drinking like that is way way worse for your body yeah absolutely absolutely body and your family no (laughs) question about it george mcgaffin good good question there bud um kevin molnar is up next probably discussed this before but curious if there was any massive difference in locker room etiquette or attitude from when you left wwf in the early 90s and went to wcw jake we hear a lot that uh when a star arrives in a new territory he isn't always well received by the locker room uh hard corners yeah it was hard corners man there's a lot of guys there didn't really want me there i won't name any names there's no need to do that but Jealousy is a, is a cruel thing, man. And uh, there were some guys that didn't want me there because they felt like their spot was in danger or whatever. Uh, but no, they didn't want me there taking part of their pie, I guess. Well, and you know, to be honest, their spots were in danger. You're coming in, oh, yeah. uh, you're coming in on top with Sting, and it's like, look, you guys, if you're frustrated because Jake is there, maybe you should do something to get yourself over a little bit more. No <laughs> shit, go you to know, work, change something, go to work. Uh, next up, we've got Juan de los Pelotes. Uh, how was his time in Puerto Rico wrestling for the AWF? Hugo Savinovich used to work there. Davy Boy also came with him in 92, I think. I love going down there, man. Are you kidding me? It was, it was a vacation. You know, we all we did was party and have fun. So I loved it. When was it you would have been down there, Jake? Oh, 92, 93, I guess. Okay. And as you're down there, it's like, you know, because not all that long before, you know, a a guy I know you knew, like, and respected, Bruiser Brody, was was killed there. Yeah, he was. But he he wasn't killed for the company I worked with. Okay. Okay. That was Carlos. See, I thought Carlos just ran everything in Puerto Rico. No, no, no. They had another group start up, and that was the group I went for. Gotcha. Okay. There's no way in hell I would have worked for Carlos. There is still that kind of like Wild West type vibe in that yeah. area. Uh, yeah, any any nerves going going over there and kind of dealing with that situation? Or no, that? because I was working for the other people, man. You know, um, I wasn't going to work for Carlos at all. I watched my back over there, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, the people I worked with were very easy to work for and uh, there were no problems with money or nothing else. Well, to be honest, you know, really, uh, wrestlers, especially in those days, should be watching their back no matter what territory they go into. No shit. Uh, Next up, 
We've got Adam who asks, what's a fact about Jake that fans might be surprised to learn about? Jake, any weird or interesting facts nobody knows about you? <laughs> well, I've got this 12-inch. No. Uh, <laughs> Show it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sore. It comes out from underneath my armpit. No. <laughs> I don't know. The fact that I, I like woodworking. You know, okay. I like to build. I like to build furniture and stuff. Uh, that's kind of different that not many people know about. So, so, when was when was the last time you had a woodworking project? Oh, it's been a while, man. I, I redid my uh, this hutch behind me. I redid it. Oh, cool! And uh, that's been a couple of years ago, though. Where'd you uh, pick up your woodworking skills, Jake? In high school, shop class. Yeah, no shit, man. But I built everything, man. Everything from uh, china hutches to gun cabinets to roll top desks. And my favorite, I built about 30 of them, crossbows. No shit. Yeah, man. I built crossbows for a long time. When's the last time you made one of those, do you think? Oh, God. 30 years ago. So I may have to commission you to make one, Jake. Oh, man. They're, they're a weapon of choice, bro. <laughs> deadly. Very deadly. That is cool as hell. And yeah, that's that's certainly something I don't think a lot of people know about. Jake the Snake Roberts making no. crossbows. Yeah. The, next up, we've got Fred Heck, who asks, any good Matt Bourne stories? Jake, you've got to have at least one. No, I don't. Really? I don't. I was never around Matt uh, for, for a very short time in the Carolinas, maybe like two weeks, and he got fired. So, uh, no, no Matt Bourne stories. I wasn't with him in the WWF, whatever he was doing, doink. Or any of that. So no, I had no Matt Board stories. Man, uh, for some reason I thought that you guys had been together in Mid South, but I guess he would have been uh, gone by then. Uh, I wasn't yeah. with him. Oh, okay. Well, let me ask you this: When you saw, you know, it's another kind of territory guy, another second generation wrestler. You see him go yeah. up to New York, and he he gets the doink shtick. Uh, when you're seeing that from afar, you're like, "What the fuck, man?" Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know who come up with that idea? Who? Hawk Road Warrior. Really? Yeah, he's the one that came up with the doink thing. You know, on paper. Vince, Vince stole it and just did it. So wait, did who did Hawk come up with it for? Do you know? Anybody. Oh, okay. He just he just had the idea. Yeah, I got this idea. Doink the clown, the evil fucking clown. And you know, went on with it and kept talking about it until Vince went, hey, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> and took it and made millions. There you go, my <laughs> You know, on paper, the gimmick, I think, as a heel kind of works, like an evil clown. Like, it's, oh, it's yeah, it creepy. Yeah. It's real creepy. How, how many movies have been made off that shit? <laughs> I mean, ever since Stephen King wrote the, that book about it, it's like, you know, yeah, it, it was it was part of culture for real. So, yeah. I think turning a baby face might have been the fatal flaw. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, we've got Blake Rowan. What's your feelings on Shawn Michaels as a person? Never really heard you talk about Shawn that I can remember. I know Shawn changed slash found God, etc. But what do you really think of him overall? I never partied around much with Shawn. You know, I, I seen him in the locker room, and that was about it. You know, uh, we made a few car trips together. He used to be okay in the mm -hmm. beginning, but. Uh, Later on, he seemed to be fooling himself. Yeah. At, at what point did you start to see the change in him? Uh, Whenever they, when they give him the title. Okay. So up till then, pretty reasonable dude. Pretty reasonable and uh, down to earth. But once he started getting the push, brother, 
Oh, brother. <laughs> it went to his head a little bit. A little bit, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that he was dealing with some substance abuse problems in that era as yeah. well. So, you know, a different different guy. I'm uh, shocked. <laughs> as somebody in the business on Somas, come on. Yeah, I'm shocked that somebody in the business did drugs. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> Fuck. Now, let me ask you this. When you came back for the Hall of Fame, did you have any interactions with him? No. None whatsoever. Not even a hello. Interesting. You know, it kind of we all kind of assume, I think, as fans that you guys get back there and it's all like, hey, how you doing? Handshakes, hugs no, with everybody. No, no. Interesting. Uh, he doesn't roll with the people I roll with. Well, and that was actually uh, another part of this question that I just sort of cut out because it didn't seem relevant. But since you brought it up, like your buddies with Scott Hall, he's buddies with Scott Hall. There was never really that that connection. Nope. I was around Scott a few times, but not, you know, not any, not any length of time. Okay. Uh, so that was that, man. But him and Scott, and you know, they had the click, and they were doing all that shit, and that was their thing, and I just didn't buy into it. I, th I think a lot of people, you know, they saw how close you and Scott had become near the end of Scott's life, yeah. and and they're like, oh, so we did become close at the end. end. Yeah. yeah. No, we weren't that way back in the day. Interesting. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got kind of a related question from Chris Isaac. Who is the better worker and why? Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart? Neither. 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 <laughs> that's that's going to get a reaction online. I sure will. <laughs> why do you say that? One four. Uh, great, better performer, Shawn. Okay. Bret just gets dull at times, you know, and his interviews aren't uh, up to par, I don't think, to what they should be. For what position he held, I think his interviews were poor at best. Um, as for their uh, styles in the ring, though, like you just didn't really care for either one? They were part of that era that quit selling things. Mm -hmm. You know, and just... Did everything. Uh, I will give it to Brett that he did wrestle a lot more than Sean. Yes, he did. But uh, Brett, to me, just, oh, boy, I'm going to get myself in trouble here. He just wasn't a champion to me. There, I said, neither one of them. And uh, do you base that on, on personality, their styles? like or, or... Style, size, everything. Yeah. You know, they were much smaller than what we've been accustomed to. And, uh, you know, neither one of them was like Bruno. Or Hulk. Uh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, so, like, this will likely get a reaction online, but, like, let's let's put it into context a little bit. Like, you're coming from the era when it was, like, gangbusters, red hot, out of control. Yeah. And, Absolutely, and then all of a sudden, Bret Hart is made champion. I'm not saying that there's a direct line here, but no. he's made champion. And then it's like sales are way, way down. Uh, houses exactly. are way down. Everything is way down. Uh, maybe it was a downtime. Maybe it was a downtime in the business. Maybe we just didn't have the right guy as the flag bearer. For the company. Uh, that's what I think it was. Certainly something to think about. Uh, Sean didn't set up no fire either. 
No, no. And look, it's, you know, it, I'll play the other side of it. In between them, Kevin Nash was the champion, and he's yeah. a big guy um, with a great look. But, like, it maybe it was just a downtime. I don't know. Well, if you get drugged down far enough, it takes a while to get back up. That's the other end of it, too. Is yeah. it once once people turn that channel, it's really hard to get them to turn it back. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Pritchard, head coach at JPWA, the Jacobs Pritchard Wrestling Academy. And if you want to save money, go to SaveWithConrad.com. Well, I kept watching the podcast and I kept seeing the commercials. You can't help but see the commercials during the podcast. And I figured, Conrad, who else better? So we gave it a shot and found out we were right. We were looking to refinance our mortgage. Everybody has a lot of bills these days and we thought we could probably do better with the percentage rate. Everybody was great to work with. It was a matter of just filling in the right numbers uh, in the right place and everybody told us how to do that and what we needed. And within the next three weeks, we, we were refinanced. We are saving now over $100 a month. So that's probably over a 25 year span uh, $25,000, which adds up, was so simple and they made me feel uh, a lot less nervous and more comfortable when I'm talking to someone because I don't always understand financial aspects of anything, but it was great working with the team, uh, everyone from uh, top to bottom, start to finish. If we had questions, no matter how complicated, everyone made sure to explain it to its fullest, to our satisfaction, to where we understood, my wife and I understood the process, understood where we needed to start and where we were gonna end up. All right, we'll move on. Robert Vaughn is up next. Jake, any funny Paul Bearer stories? Oh yeah. I, I, got, I, I got one for you. We were in uh, the Poconos, and uh, it was winter time. There's snow everywhere and everything, and we go up there and we're doing a wrestling show at this big ass hotel that had all these honeymoon suites in it, and they gave each one of the wrestlers a honeymoon suite. Mm-hmm. So I go to breakfast the next morning, and Paul Bear comes in. Jake, may I sit with you? <laughs> I'm like, sure, Paul, sit down. Oh, what a horrible night. I'm like, what's wrong, man? Oh, my wife. Oh, my God. I don't know what I'm going to do. What the fuck, man? Y'all breaking up? What? Oh, it's worse than that, Jake. Would she die? You know, he's like, no, God, no, might, might actually help. You know, I'm like, what the fuck, man, what's going on? He's like, last night I went to that lovely room. And I took a sauna and a steam and got into the, the heart-shaped bathtub, laid that, got out, drank some champagne, and then I kicked back on that big heart-shaped bed and I look up at the fucking mirror on the ceiling and I look at my body and <laughs> my gross fucking shapes. Couldn't find my dick. 
And I thought to myself, what fucking woman would fuck that? <laughs> Jake, I'm married to a sick bitch. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting when I asked for a Paul Bear story, but that there was it is, a, man. That was something else. <laughs> I mean, our, our, our listeners got their money's worth out of that one. Uh, Jake, your your impressions. I hear all the time online that people love your Macho Man impression. Oh, Paul yeah. Bear impression, underrated. Oh, yeah, I don't put it out there much. <laughs> uh, that was great. Jake, next up we've got Carmen Staccio. I don't think enough credit has been given to managers. Who is your favorite? I thought Bobby Heenan was hilarious. And which one was the most fun after the show? Oh, definitely Heenan. Or Fuji, depending on what you liked. I've heard Fuji was, <laughs> was a stiff river. Yeah, very stiff river. <laughs> yeah, probably. I would probably pick Fuji. Now, uh, were you going out and like partying with Fuji? No, I ran. <laughs> I was gonna say you don't want to get yourself into that situation no. with some of the ribs I've heard that guy pull. No, I've spent a little time in hotel rooms with him, but we were doing the mad powder stuff. So, Jesus, that dude, that dude on the marching powder. Whew. Yeah. Could be a wild scene. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Doug, who asks, can you get WWE to finally release the clips of the snake pit in 1986 where you DDT'd Hogan? Jake, do you think if you pushed the issue that you could get them to, to release that video? Fuck, no, they're not going to. <laughs> really? You think they want to look bad? <laughs> Fuck, are you kidding me? Gee, since you said it, let me pick up the film and call Vince right quick, see what I can get done. I mean, you know, on it'll paper. Be, it'll be on Monday night. I took care of that. How's that? <laughs> I mean, on paper, it's like you're a legend. I feel like you could call him and be like, hey, I'd, I'd really like to see that again. Right. Send it to me. Right. Right. Yeah, it's worth a shot. Right. Right. Worth a shot, I, dude. I see all the time online where people are like, "We have to see that video." Like that that video is out there, and nobody's ever seen it. We want to see it, uh, man. This was my last shot trying to trying to get you to pull some strings over there. <laughs> I don't have no strings. <laughs> Unbelievable to think that, especially my, with your status. My strings are detached. <laughs> my strings are the size of his fucking mustache. <laughs> Well, all right. Worth a try. Next, <sighs> next up, we've got Rome Dog, who asks, what are your thoughts on Legends wanting retirement matches, and are they right for requesting one? So I don't think that he's talking about, like, a Ric Flair's last no, match type retirement. Oh, he's like, not? No, no. He's talking about, like, you know, how Shawn Michaels got that WrestleMania send-off, and these oh. people get these really kind of grand send-offs. Uh, do you think that's the right way to do business? You know, I think it'd be great if everybody got a great send-off. You know, mm -hmm. you've put the time and the years in and you've worked your butt off and uh, you've sacrificed. Yeah, I think it'd be great if everybody, not just superstars, but everybody get a send-off match yep. with a send-off payday. No doubt about it. And I know that the concern is always like, yeah, well, this guy might say he's having his last match, get this big payday, and then, you know, two weeks later he's working an indie show or whatever. But it's like, I don't know, have him sign some Fine. kind of a contract or something. Have him sign a contract, man. Right. Rival. Right. I think it'd be great to everybody get a $100,000 send-off. 
no doubt about it. And look, with all the work and stuff, it's got they deserve that at the least. And really, I, like you know, I've heard it put out there that uh, wrestlers should get a pension after they retire. You know, yeah, I if, agree. Even if it's like fifty grand a year, it's like so, something yeah. to help these guys out. I mean, eight billion. I feel like they could probably afford to hook guys up with it with a pension. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, we'll do a few more, Jake. Uh, Jake L. Williamson asks, how is it working in Houston wrestling during the Paul Bosch days? That is when I first started watching. It was the most wonderful experience I've had in wrestling. Really? Bar bar none. Working for Paul Bosch, he made you feel like a a man. He was kind to us. He was was just wonderful. You know, he always gave you a good payoff. I never got shorter to pay off in Houston, brother. It was, I knew it was you know, always going to be, you know, more than I'd make anywhere else, you know. So uh, working for Paul Bossy, more so the way he treated you, mm-hmm. you know. He'd come in and, and address himself and come over and shake your hands and look at you in the eye and ask about your family. And he always knew everybody's family, the wives' names, everything. He knew all that shit like he really cared. And uh, I think he did. Wow, good man. Uh, yeah. How long? How long was it that you were working for Paul Bosch? Just when I was working in Mid South. Oh, okay. So it was, a, it was a Friday night show every two weeks. Gotcha. Okay, so you were like your full time gig was was with uh, Watts. Yeah. But then, but then, okay, you'd go down and work for Bosch here right. every so often. So right. I mean, you're going from your most hated promoter to your favorite promoter. Most loved, right? So, man, I, I bet you were dying to get down there. Yes. <laughs> uh, a couple more, and we're out. Jake to explore UK asks in your prime. Who do you think you could really have gotten into a great story with? Past, present, or future? Any federation or territory? I could work a storyline with the fucking broomstick. Give me a break. That's the right answer. I've done all the I've done all the shit. I've wrestled fucking guys that had rats or maybe as a possum. It was definitely a possum. You know, <laughs> I've done it all. I had guys do this to me, kill my snake. Uh, what else do you want me to do? I can wrestle anybody anytime and get any storyline over, no matter how bad it is. Uh, that's the right answer. And look, uh, for my two cents, the the first name that came to mind whenever I read this question was uh, like new generation era Jeff Jarrett. That kind of like he had that like yeah. pretty boy thing going on. The way that he would sell, it's like man, Jake and Jarrett. Uh, that could be oh, something we could, else. Oh, we could work. We could work fucking circles around what's going on, man. You guys would have torn it down. I saw the stuff that he was doing with like Scott Hall, and it's like oh. man, him with him with Jake, same sort of scenario. God, could be fantastic. Been great, man. Uh, last question. We're all done, Jake. Zero Cool asks, were you ever asked to bulk up or use steroids in the 1980s? I was never asked to bulk up. I've been asked to slim down. Vince McMahon asked me to get smaller. Uh, he didn't want to see me bulked up. He wanted you to get lean. Yeah, he wanted me leaner, not uh, the muscles and shit. Uh, after I had neck surgery, I got into a little bit of the steroids to bulk myself back up. And I got so fucking big that I couldn't stand myself. <laughs> I was about 285. And my normal weight was 240. So Vince uh, told me to lose it or stay home. So you're uh the, it was like 91, 92. When you, when you turned heel, I remember yeah. uh, seeing you in some promos and your shoulders were looking really big. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I was, so that was kind of like the era when you were when you were yeah. juicing. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was working. It felt great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looked this, great. This episode has felt great. Another awesome episode of Ask Jake Anything today. And next week we're doing something really special, Jake. You and I, as of right now, we've got the plan. Who knows what's going to happen between now and next week, but hopefully it'll work out. As of right now, we've got the plan. We're going to be meeting up with your old pal, Mid-South and WWF rival, Ted DiBiase. He's going to come on. Because earlier this year, we did part one talking about Ted DiBiase and you're kind of up and down 1989. We're going to wrap up the story with Ted himself and you guys can talk about your fantastic WrestleMania match and much more. I can't wait, man. It'll be great. No doubt about it. And look, if you want your business to be great, you've got to you've got to work with us. You want that 25 to 54 male demographic? That's Jake the Snake Roberts demographic. What are you doing? Get over to advertisewithsnake.com and work with us. You partner up with Jake the Snake Roberts. He's a legitimate household name to this day, and he can put over your product or service. So again, that's advertisewithsnake.com. We do all the same ads all the time because the stuff that we do works. Get over there now. Partner up with us. JakeTheSnakeShop.com is doing fantastic. Buddy, you are running out of those two packs or those Ultimate Editions. So our listeners, fans, collectors, they better get on it before they're gone. So that's JakeTheSnakeShop.com. Jake is going to sign those Ultimate Edition two packs of himself and Rick Rude. And they're the coolest figures ever made of you, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm trying to think of one that's better. Maybe your Hasbro figure from back in the day, but really, I don't this, think so. The detail and stuff on this, it's yeah. it's incredible. Plus, it commemorates one of the greatest rivalries of your career that happened 35 yeah. years ago. So, again, it's Jake the Snake Shop. <laughs> Get over there and pick yours up. Something else you might want to pick up. How about a cameo from Jake? Uh, Jake's signings are fantastic way to to spend some time and meet him. But if you can't get out to one, this is the next best best thing. Here's a recent review from on there. I'm so excited to give this to my husband for his birthday. He's going to be blown away. Jake was able to personalize it and make it perfect. He's so genuine, and we so appreciate everything he said. Thank you, Jake. This video will be a lifelong treasure for my husband. So it is, it's, you know, guys, whether you're, whether it's a birthday anniversary or you're just trying to give the wrestling fan in your life a special gift, you just can't do any better than a cameo from Jake, the snake Roberts. Again, it's cameo.com slash Jake snake. Go and order yours right now. Uh, boxygimmicks.com. We've got all, all sorts of fun stuff up there. We just added some new shirts uh, that have got Jake's image from the WrestleFest. It's like the little video game Jake. They're badass shorts, and you can look really cool this summer at the beach. <laughs> Check it out. Look, look. If, if you're a fan of 80s and 90s wrestling and you're not looking at it, you are missing the boat, dude. Get over to the Snake Pit page at boxygimmicks.com. Also, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Snake Pit Pod for short clips from our show, highlights, full episodes, and, ex- and exclusive content. Uh, we did a giveaway over there, and we're planning on doing more. Just go over there and subscribe, and you can win. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on all platforms. It helps us out a ton. And just a reminder, you can get the Snake Pit and all the other shows for ad-free shows early and ad-free over at adfreeshows.com. It starts at just $9 a month. The higher the tier you go, the more benefits you get. And let me tell you, if you're a wrestling fan, you are going to want to check it out. It's adfreeshows.com. Get over there and sign up today. Catch Jake on Twitter at JakeSnakeDDT, on Instagram at JakeTheSnakeDDT, and on Facebook at RealJakeTheSnake. Follow me at MarcusPDAngelo on Twitter. Follow the podcast at SnakePitPod on all social media platforms. Jake, another really fun episode in the books, my friend. I appreciate that very much, man. 
All right. Well, we appreciate our listeners. And guys, we'll catch you next time right here on The Snake Fit.